Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is one of those texts that I kind of like as a guy with a stutter. This is a guy who has a speech impediment. I wish someone would just come along and just kind of spit and touch his tongue and say, be opened and then have it be done. But that's not how things work. And sometimes we get carried away where we see these great things that Jesus did in uh, the Gospels by healing people, uh, doing miraculous works. And we think to ourselves, why can't that happen today? And that's not to say that it can't, right? But a lot of people try and think to themselves, why can't I see the great things of healing that Jesus did? Why, why is it that when I pray that God would heal me of my cancer or, or my blindness or my speech impediment, that it doesn't just happen? And it's one of those things that can be a stumbling block for us, that we see the great things that Jesus did in the Gospels by healing the deaf and the mute and the blind, and we say, well, miracles like that just don't happen anymore. But it's a little short-sighted, because God works miracles all the time. He worked a miracle today that... You know, we don't like to see, we don't like to say this because our kids are so cute and everything like that, but Ruth Ann Carroll was a child of wrath. Now she is a child of God, right? It is a good thing. Thanks be to God for what God has done through the washing of water and his word. That her sin is wiped clean, you know? From here on out, she can say, I'm a baptized child of God. And not that this is all about baptism, but baptism is a great way for us to remember who we are. It's a great way to remember when we become spiritually blind, spiritually deaf, spiritually mute, when we don't see or hear or speak the things of God, that if we are baptized, we remember what has been done for us. We remember that God has washed us in his mercy and his grace and shown us that we are not who we once were. We are now new creations in Christ. But when it comes to being spiritually deaf, spiritually blind, spiritually mute, we have to speak of these things because None of us are free from falling into those traps, right? There are times where we give credence to things we shouldn't, and there are things that we should do that we shouldn't do. There are things that we shouldn't do that we do, right? St. Paul says a lot about this in Romans chapter 7, where he says, the good that I do, I do not do. The, The bad that I don't want to do, I keep on doing. Oh, who will deliver me from this body of death? But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That we by ourselves are spiritually deaf. We cannot hear the word of God rightly by ourselves. The Holy Spirit needs to be spoken to us through God's word to do the work that must be done to save us. So that we might know that Jesus Christ has died for us. Has shed his blood for us. Has given his life where we should give our lives so that in his death, we now have new life, 
for all eternity because he has been raised from the dead and lives and reigns for us. But lest we get too far into the gospel here, we must understand that when you see this passage from Mark chapter from Mark chapter 7, Jesus has a certain idea about what he wants to do. He comes to preach. And he comes to do a certain work. And yet they bring him this man who is deaf and mute. Saying, yeah, that's great what you're saying, Jesus, but we need you to heal him. And so Jesus just, he can't help it. His compassion is too great. And he does it. But it's interesting how he does it. And we should take heed of how he does this. It's pretty amazing. He comes to the man and he makes things absolutely plain and straightforward and sticks his fingers in the guy's ears, spits and touches his tongue. Yeah, I saw that face going, oof. Yeah, don't touch the tongues. Anyways, fingers in the ear, spits, touches his tongue, looks up into heaven. What do you think he's doing? He's signing to the man. It's sign language. The man cannot physically hear the word of God, so Jesus has to find some way to convey what he's about to do. Look, your ears. Look, your tongue. Your tongue. I'm going to heal them. Be opened. Right? Jesus has to do that with us all the time. We may think that we are very smart, we're very clever, we like to think that we can do certain things and kind of get away with it, and so, you know, how could I have known? I, I didn't know. You do certain things that you shouldn't, you support certain things that you shouldn't, and although we have a lot of visitors here, I'm going to try not to censor myself too much, because it's true, there are horrible things in the world that sometimes we just say, I don't know what to do with it, I'm just going to leave it alone, Right? When we shouldn't, there are horrible things like abortion still in this world, even though in Texas it's, you know, it's because of Roe Ro being overturned. We think it's not a problem anymore, but it is a problem. There are still people who will travel out of state to murder their unborn children. There's still a problem of homosexuality and LGBTQ and all these things that just turn God's created order upside down and on its head. And some people might get upset with me about that, but that's okay. God's word speaks plainly about this, that we should see these things for what they are, that they are tools of Satan to separate us from the love of God. And yet, there have been times, probably, with that, with something so in your face as those things, but even something so seemingly not a big deal, like gossip, or lying, or, well, dare I say it, cohabitation before you get married. We just look past these things and we say, what am I supposed to do about it? How am I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know these things were bad? Yet Jesus makes it clear. Jesus makes it absolutely clear that we are not as clever as we think we are. Right? That we who would justify ourselves find no place to run when Jesus comes for us. That he sticks his fingers in our ears and says, listen to me, you're a sinner. What you think is right is usually wrong, right? 
What you do that you shouldn't do, stop doing it. Not because you have any power in yourself, but look, listen, uh, I'm going to heal you so that you can hear my word rightly and hear that in spite of your sin, in spite of all the horrible things that you've done that you think aren't so bad, in spite of the times that you have murdered somebody with your own thoughts, in spite of the times you lied, in spite of the times you gossiped, in spite of the times you coveted even, listen, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to shed my blood where you should shed yours. I'm going to die the death that you should die. So that when I rise, the new life that I bring will be your life. So that then you can speak the good word. So that you can know that you have a Savior who has died for you, a God who loves you so much that he gives his own life for you. So that you can go and proclaim and speak not just plainly, but rightly, correctly. So that you can go and tell people what Jesus has done for you. You can go and say, I'm a baptized child of God. And say that Jesus comes to me every Sunday at my church and he gives me himself, his body and his blood to eat and to drink. So that I would be strengthened in my faith to go and know that Jesus continually sticks his fingers in my ears and touches my tongue to free me from my spiritual deafness and my spiritual muteness so that now I can really hear and I know who God is, what he has done for me, how he has loved me and given his life for me, and how I can't help but be like these people that Jesus at this time has a reason for saying to the people, don't tell anybody what I'm doing because he wants to focus on his preaching and not his healing, but the people can't help it. They can't help but say, he has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Our Lord has done all things well. He has saved you, washed you clean with his blood, feeds you his very body and blood for your good, so that you can go and proclaim that he certainly does all things, and he does them well. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.